Welcome to the first episode of the Okie Patriot uh, 76 radio podcast, and I couldn't have picked a more longer name uh, for this podcast, but I guess we'll just go with it. Um, there's no turning back now. This is the first episode, but I hope everybody out there is doing well. Today is Monday, October the 3rd, and I've been saying for the longest time that I want to do a podcast for this channel. And um, if you're listening on YouTube, you can go over to Spotify and listen to this episode or iTunes, and eventually by the next episode, or next couple episodes, it'll be on Amazon, or wherever you get podcasts, so it'll be over there, so you can go check that out, and I've been, um, I've been really wanting to do a podcast for this channel, I, I did a podcast, a political podcast for my other main channel, um, and recently, uh, over the past year, few months, basically, this summer, I just kind of just hit a breaking point of like, I just can't, I just can't take politics anymore. Um, now, obviously, that's going to kind of bleed out into this channel. Like, I'm obviously, I still believe, you know, the same things I did. It's just, I just don't feel like talking about, you know, the news. Like, it's, I don't want to get on Twitter and like, see what's happening. Like, I don't really, I don't really care anymore. It's, I, I don't. I don't give a shit. So I, I, I want to focus on things that um, that make me happy. And music is one of those things that uh, that put me in a happy mood. And I hope it does you too. Like, I try to post songs that, I mean, some of them are really depressing. And that's just country music. Like, I want to stay true to the genre, but I also want to post some stuff that, like, I posted, like, the Zach Williams He's like a Christian country guy. Like, I want to post, like, positive things that, um, you know, but it's country music. Like, it's going to be depressing, but at the end of the day, country music and music in general is something that um, puts me in a happy mood. Uh, so a little background, uh, just so you know, I'm not just a guy talking out of my ass. Uh, I went out there and I produced a country album last year. I'm, I'm a music producer. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really like, you know, I don't know everything about music production. Like I'm, I, I still live in Oklahoma, you know, I'm not, I don't do it for a living, but I dabble in music production. I'm working on a project right now, but I put out a country album last year. Cause I thought, you know, how hard is it to produce a, a album that's like, that stays true to the genre. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about a guy who worked with a hip-hop producer and made one of my favorite albums right now that that's out right now that came out a few weeks ago or about a week ago um and i think you can do it like and so uh the artist's name is conservative like i'm not here to promote that but just just to let you know i'm not just some guy some music critic guy i went out there and i produced a country album it's out there. Just type in conservative Southern comfort 
and um, it's kind of Americana blues. Some of it's country, some of it's bluegrass. Like, you can go check that out if you want to. So just to let you know, I went out there and I produced it, knowing nothing, knowing very little about music production. I kind of just went and figured it out on my own, and um, it's out there. So you can go check it out. So, um, yeah. So I. I don't really have any social media for this. I mean, I do have the Instagram. You can follow that, but I don't really post. I, I just want something where I can just post music and then just not have to worry about social media because I'm not, I don't, I'm not here to promote anything. I mean, maybe eventually I'll do like merch or something, but I feel like that's kind of like, that's kind of like, uh, um, slimy, you know, like I got an artist comment recently of like oh you're like you're trying to make money off of this of this thing i'm like no i don't make anything off of this channel like the the youtube won't approve the monetization because they just won't it's all it's all copyrighted material like it's not i mean i have enough i mean i qualify for it but they won't approve it if that makes sense so i'm not i don't make a dime from this channel and i don't i don't really want to um but I mean, I, I had somebody, like, without even promoting my my PayPal and Venmo and all that stuff, somebody stalked, like, somebody a couple of weeks ago, like, somehow found my PayPal and sent me, like, 20 bucks or something. I don't, I'm not asking for that. I don't need that, but it's just, like, I appreciate. But um, I, I will tell you, I put way less work into this than I did the YouTube channel for, like, the political podcast and, like, that kind of stuff. And it got nowhere. It went nowhere. Like... No, like, no, I mean, I had a, I had, um, a cult following, I guess, but in over the years, I kind of like changed pages and lost fans and I pissed a lot of people off talking about, you know, <laughs> Trump and he went on and all that kind of stuff. And like, I'm a conservative, like I voted for Trump twice. Like that's obviously going to bleed out, but I, I, I don't want to focus. Like, I don't want to post only like only artists that agree with me because i feel like you're just putting yourself into a box of like okay i can only post this and there's certain people out there that oh i only i only buy pillows from mike lindell because you know well what if i don't want to buy what if i don't like the pillow like that's a horrible example because i feel like it's a really good product but you get my point like oh i, I i'm only going to listen to like um I'm only going to listen to Aaron Lewis, you know, like we're only going to listen to, uh, Jason Aldean cause he agrees with me, you know, but there's other people out there like Jason Isbell or, you know, other people out there that are, I, I'm going to talk about this guy. He's like a fucking transgender dude making country music. Pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I didn't post it because I felt like, uh, I don't know. I felt like I wanted to explain why I posted it before posting it, but it came out a couple weeks ago. His name is Adim the Artist, and he's this, uh, he's a gay transgender guy, and um, one of his biggest songs is called uh, Cast Iron Pansexual. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I, I don't agree with the guy. I, I, I think it's stupid, but he makes good country, like the latest single he put out, um, talking about it, uh, I think it's called Going to Hell or Go to Hell or something like that. It's talking about making Charlie Daniels proud. Like, uh, uh, we sing country songs in heaven, but in hell we play them loud or something like that. Um, 
it's very interesting. His his so whole social media, his music videos, his his claim to fame. I guess his last year, he called out Toby Keith for uh, for making money like after nine eleven on this whole like patriotic country. He's like, oh, you should have been a cowboy. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, All right, that's 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 interesting. That's interesting. But uh, I bet I bet you now he kind of feels bad because he does have cancer. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, but I like weird stuff like that. I think that's interesting. I think when you're talking about like country music, like country radio, the reason why I do this channel is to put put out good music and give you guys something new to listen to other than the radio. Um, and I live in here, um, I live here in Oklahoma in a very small town and there's like two country stations here and I can't stand either one of them because they play, um, they just play the same old, same old, but occasionally I hear something like I do listen occasionally, but the other night I was listening to it and they played something that I never thought I would hear on this station here in town, Jelly Roll, and also Bailey Zimmerman, which is that the TikTok guy, um, country guy, which is, he's blowing up right now. Um, but I was very surprised to hear Jelly Roll because he's not, he, like, he's a rapper. But I, I, I would argue that he's probably way more country, way more outlaw than like, you know, Dustin Lynch. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't, like when I, when I listen to Dustin Lynch or like uh, any of these guys on the radio, I just don't get the outlaw feel. But, you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, certain people like it, but I, I'm just not really into it but there's there's certain songs out there that i like like the um heads heads carolina tales california whatever that cole swindell song is it's catchy i like i think 90s 90s country you know is it's kind of my least favorite genre i think everybody's like a fan of it but i'm more of like like the, i'm able to get the station here in oklahoma it's actually based in texas it's called country legends classic country legends and you can get it on uh my tuner radio you can check it out um i think it's i can't remember the call letters but it's uh just type in classic country legends wheeler texas and um you can get it on there but they play 50s country through um 90s early 2000s like any, any like uh, um, anything from like bob wills to like uh to brooks and dunn like i've heard bob or webb pierce they play a lot of willie nelson merle haggard all like all of the uh you know the real country artists out there but i like i like that but then i i kind of get tired of that because i want to hear something new and fresh and then I kind of jump over to another station here in Oklahoma or, or station here in Oklahoma, Red Dirt Rebel. And they, and they kind of play like, um, they kind of play like what I post, they like Turnpike and, uh, Corey Kent White and Cody Jinks and, uh, those like newer traditional country artists, they kind of play. And I found some really good songs on there that I posted. So that's where I get uh, some of my music recommendations or that's where I get some of my artists that I post. Uh, but mostly I get them from like Whiskey Riff and Country Central and Country Pickens. 
I will admit I go through their playlists and kind of uh, pick out the ones that I like. Uh, they they kind of you know add way too much pop country. Like I can I can handle pop country. I know that may sound like a like a big surprise, but there's certain songs out there like the Heads Terrorline song by Cole Swindell is is kind of it's I mean it's not bad. It's not it's not horrible. There's certain songs out there they're not horrible. And it's not, it's, it's not like I hate one artist because like, like, like I don't hate FGL or I don't hate Luke Bryan because chances are if you go into their catalog, like a deep cut on one of their albums, like, uh, what's that build a daddy or whatever by Luke Bryan. That's a good song or the, the country on song right now. That's, that's out right now. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. It's, it's definitely better than like you know shake it for me or whatever the fuck he's he's singing about um but uh i can i can handle some pop country but it gets to a point where i just can't take it anymore and i want to pull my hair out and i just can't do it it's just like it's just like a bad taste in my mouth i have to get it out i can't do it anymore um and so that's why it's so refreshing to listen to artists um that are actually doing it right and so the whole purpose of this channel is to put out artists that are doing it right and so the whole process of like the new music friday playlist that i make and if you don't know i have a spotify playlist i put out every friday um i i understand not everybody has spotify i'm working on getting an apple music a playlist if anybody wants me to do an apple music playlist i can um but i feel like most people have spotify if not, if you don't have Spotify and you're listening to this on YouTube or uh, iTunes or something, you can just click the link that I post and then you can just look up the songs. Um, but what I do Friday through Monday or maybe Tuesday, like Friday through Tuesday, if it's like a really, really good week, Friday through Tuesday, I post like all the new music there. But like I said, I go through my release radar um, I've had my Spotify account for like 10 years at this point, and so it's like fine-tuned to like, like I I don't know, it's the algorithm knows me better than I know myself. It's very weird. It's very strange, because I can hear a song that's on my release radar on Spotify, and I don't really like it at first, and then after a couple of listens, I'm like, this is a fucking good song. Like that Social Skills song by John Fulbright, he's from Oklahoma. Um, and uh, he's more Americana, like folk type, but he's he's really good. He's really good. Highly highly recommend. He's probably one of one of my favorite albums this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just I just go through the uh, release radar and all the new music Friday playlists, and then I find people on social media, and then occasionally an artist pops up on YouTube. Um, on my on on the radio YouTube channel, that I'm like, oh, this is this this guy is really good. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what kind of separates me from like these other people. Like, I like Whiskey Rib. I like all these other people who are doing it. I think that um, they have their own style, and I totally respect what they're doing. Um, I'm just not. I don't know. I'm more of like an independent artist type dude. I want to put out music from independent people or or people you've never even heard of. 
Like there's there's so many people on this channel that I posted that have like two subscribers on, on YouTube or they have like a hundred listens on Spotify. And I think that, you know, when I find music out there that is just so fucking incredible from an artist I've never even heard of and they're not big and they're just doing their own thing. Like there's that, um, I think his name is William Chapman, Will Chapman. He recorded that entire album in his bedroom. And you can definitely hear it. It's definitely raw. But that to me is more interesting than anything on the radio. Because it's like, oh, he's doing his own thing. And he's like that haunted house song. It's it's like a badass. It's a cool. It's a great song. I it's but you can definitely tell it's it's recorded in like in it's very raw. It's very like, but I can handle that. Like I I much more prefer that than something that's like has like you know it was like recorded in, in like a million dollar studio or something. Because people like one thing we've learned the past you know, four or five years ever since that Zach Bryan, I guess three years at this point, uh, Zach Bryan, that album was recorded in a house. Like, and the guy who produced it was a hip hop producer. So, and it's one of the best, it was what put him on the map. I mean, that's a lot of those songs on, was on Yellowstone. You know, a lot of those songs was on commercials or maybe not commercials, but it was on Yellowstone. Damned, I think was on Yellowstone. Um, but uh, that to me is more interesting than like anything that's on country radio. And so speaking of song, I guess I'll just get into this album because I really been wanting to talk about it because I, I find it very interesting. Speaking of of albums that was produced by a, a uh, hip hop pop producer is that is that James and the Shame album. I keep on going back to that album. Uh, and, and if you don't know, James and the Shame is the stage name of Rhett McLaughlin. He is a YouTuber. And what I what I think is so cool about that is he his he like his channel, his and Link's channel, uh Rhett and Link and Good Mythical Morning, and all their channels combined, there's like thirty million people subscribed to them. Or there's 30 million subscribers. It might be the same people, probably, because I'm I am subscribed. I've been a subscriber of them for like they've they've been on YouTube for like 15 years. As long as YouTube has been around, they've been on on here forever. So I remember that Taco Bell song that they did. That's what made me subscribe to them. I just thought of that whenever I listened to this album, and I went and listened to their podcast where Rhett was talking about this album. And I don't have to agree with everything he said. And this is, and this is what he says in the album. Like, you don't have to agree with me. You just have to believe, like, just, just listen to me and listen to what I have to say. I don't have to agree with everything he says, but I, there's something about somebody being raw, like being real. And I think that that's why like Zach Bryan is like so popular now or like, I remember the first time I heard Zach Bryan, it was like 2019, August, 2019, almost three years, like over three years ago, right at three years ago. And, uh, yeah, at first I didn't really get it because I was like, this is terrible. This is like the production value sucks. And then I got, and then I started like realizing like, oh, this is what people want. Like, this is, 
something new cool. Like it doesn't have to be all that in a bag of chips when it comes to production. It could be some guy in his house with a guitar and, you know, him singing. That that's and over the year like like I will admit, like I'm I'm not one of these Zach Bryan haters. I don't I don't see why you can hate Zach Bryan, but there's some artists out there I've seen with like Zach Bryan, so like that guy on TikTok. There's this guy on TikTok. His name is Brian. Some, some something Brian. Um, he's like he's promoting his new song, uh, and the marketing of it is like including Zach Bryan sucks or something like that. Something to the effect of that. Um, there's there's some artists out there that are like Zach Bryan sucks, but the only reason they're doing that is to get Zach Bryan fans to like go off in the comments and it's 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 marketing like it's it's i don't really think that they think zach bryan so i i just there's not very many artists out there that i'm willing to like fight tooth and nail people over or fight tooth and nail over with people but zach bryan is one of those artists that i'm willing to do so but i i will admit that some of his songs are like um kind of bland like when that album that uh, uh, he put out so he's he put out so much music recently, but the album with like the cowboy and the wet it's like a painting and and Dustin Lynch, I think Dustin Lynch put out the same album cover around the same time and they had to take it down. Quite heavy dreams, whatever that whatever that album I, I think that's the Quite Heavy Dreams. I think that's anyway, that that album, that EP was the first time I was like, okay, I think it was produced by Brent Cobb. I think. Yeah, Brent Cobb. Uh, or Dave Cobb. Dave Cobb. That's, yeah. That, uh, but it was it was produced by him, and that was the first album. I was like, okay, this this is, uh, this is good. And then American Heartbreak came out, and then Summer, Summer Blues? Summertime Blues, is that the name? I, there's so many albums up there, it's hard to keep up. But um, that album he put out recently... And I'm I'm so glad he's putting people, uh, you know, on the map, like Charles Wesley Godlin. Uh, he's just so good. But but back to back to James and the Shame for a second. I totally went off the went off the trail here. But uh, but uh, James and the Shame, go listen to that podcast, Ear Biscuits, um, where he talks about it. Uh, he goes through each song, and uh, talks about each song and. I don't know. I, it's just, it's so, it's different. It's like, I mean, of course, Grady Smith covered it. And I was wanting to talk about it before Grady Smith made a video. And I, I was very surprised that he made a video about it, but it kind of makes sense now. Cause it, he's a, he's a YouTuber and they're a YouTuber, but I don't know. Like when I think of YouTubers making country, I think of like that Oliver tree guy. And for some reason, of all people, Robert Earl King covered that song that I posted, Cowboy Tears, Cowboys Never Cry, or uh, whatever that song is. I, it's, it's, a, it's Oliver Tree, and if you don't know who Oliver Tree is, you're not missing out on anything, but um, he's, he's, he's in the category of like Old Town Road, like meme country. Yeah, I put him in the category as, like, he's like a pop artist trying to be country. But it's all like a joke. It's kind of like that Bo Burnham song that he did. That I kind of like that. I I think that's funny. Like when whenever people are like poking fun at country, trying to. But I like that Robert Earl King song. 
that's like anything Robert Earl King is fucking incredible. But um, I don't know. I was just very surprised that he covered that. But 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 when I think of YouTubers making a country album, I think I was very surprised that I liked this James and the Shame album. It, it was very surprising to me how good it was. Um, and it was very surprising to me he didn't he didn't go to Nashville. He recorded it in California. And he used all real instruments. It wasn't fake. It wasn't like, you know, a sample. It was just, it was just a, re it was real people playing real instruments. And the, and the songwriting is real and honest. And some of it's weird and some of it's witty. Some of it's sad and depressing. And I don't know. It's just, and then some of it's badass, like, you know, kill a man. Um, but the reason why this is so important, this album is so important, is there were so many people in the comment section of, you just go go and listen to that podcast or go and listen to that album on YouTube and read the comments. They're like, I don't like country music, but I like this. And he covers this, Rhett covers this in that podcast. If you scroll in um, like 17, 18 minutes into that podcast, he talks about the response from people of there's people out there that are in his audience that is in his base that that are watching him on a daily basis that they're not country fans but they love this project and they're like i don't like country but i love this but the problem is like he says this this is what he says he's like the problem is you've been fed bullshit country by country radio and that's why you that's why you don't like country radio but you like this, like, like I, like I laugh so fucking hard when I hear people say, well, I don't, I don't like country music, but that Coulter Wall guy, he's fucking incredible. Like you like country music, that guy's country, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, 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 I don't like country music, but that Johnny Cash, he can write a song. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you like country music. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, you know, so there, there's, there's that people and, and it, uh, there's this, there's this rapper out there. His name is Andy Minio. And uh, he, he did a song a couple years ago on his album. It was like he released it. Um, he released all of his demos that he did. Songs that like didn't, didn't make his other projects. And the song is called Anything But Country. And the whole concept of it is like there's this whole... Uh, there's a whole uh, reputation the country has. It's like I, I I don't know if people like associate like the South and like racism and like white supremacy or something like that. They connect that with country music, and that's why they don't like it because they think that oh the only people who listen to country is like these right these white supremacist redneck people from the South. But that could that could be anything farther from the truth because you take somebody like Rhett McLaughlin. And he's like very liberal and he's like a, um, he's not an atheist, but he's a, um, a, a agnostic, I guess. Um, and he's very like, like in that album, he calls out Trump supporters and he calls out like, you know, people with AR-15s and like, you can't be a Christian and be, you know, like you can't be a, 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 a Christian and vote for Trump. That, that was the message I got. For, you know, from that, 
from that song. I think it was called Fruit or, or In Vain, maybe. Um, but um, but that but, but that song. Sorry, I'm kind of going off the rails here. But uh, that song by Andy Minio is very interesting because he's this rapper from Brooklyn, and he found country music. Like later on in life, he started listening to like Lee Bryce, which I'm not, I mean, I don't really have anything bad or good to say about Lee Bryce. I'm just not really, I don't really listen to him on a regular basis. So I don't really know, but he, he, he got into country music through Lee Bryce. And then he started digging into like the songwriting, like, like, and then he started going back to the old stuff, like, you know, Kenny Rogers and, um, I tried to find somebody said there was a playlist of what he likes and I don't I can't really find of but I just like I just find it interesting how like a rapper likes country music like he and he's very liberal himself as well and so I know you know in this podcast I'm going to I'm probably going to bring up like the artist's politics and I think that it really doesn't matter at the end of the day but it also is kind of important, I guess, when you're talking about, you know, certain things like this. But um, James and the Shame, really good album. I I highly recommend it. Um, I think it's fascinating. Um, a lot of people were surprised by this album. I was very surprised how good it was, but I wasn't surprised like they did music because, like I said, they started their whole YouTube channel on like music parodies. Um, but um i just i just think it's really cool that they're getting billions of people to know real country music and they i was like researching this album looking into it i listened to that podcast and then i and then i pulled up a video that they did 10 years ago or yeah nine years ago in 2013 where they're talking about meeting merle haggard and people in the comments are like, I don't know who Merle Haggard is, but I'm going to look this guy up. And then other people are like, Oh, I just looked up Merle Haggard. He's fucking incredible. And so they've been like throughout the years, they've been like, I've, I think I watched one of their videos a couple years ago and, um, uh, they had like a Sergio Simpson shirt on maybe like a Jason Isbell, or maybe it's Tyler Childers. Maybe it was, I mean, they're all fans of those. But uh, just go to Instagram and see who they follow. Like, I, I noticed Rhett follows Mike and the Moon Pies. Anybody who likes Mike and the Moon Pies is the real fucking deal to me. Like, like anybody who likes Mike and the Moon Pies knows good country music. So that's that's all I need to see is, like, oh, he follows them. So, um, but anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, but go check out that album. It's probably one of my favorite albums right now. And like I said, I like albums that, um, challenge like I like things in general that challenge my like 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 even when it comes to politics I like I would listen to podcasts or watch people or I would follow people that I disagree with because I want to hear what they have to say and I think that's important when it comes to like music too because I I don't want to put like I don't want to put country music into a box of like oh you know they have to believe what I believe for me to buy what because I mean let's be honest. Jason Aldean sucks. Like his, like his older stuff was good. But in my opinion, Jason Aldean, I don't really give a shit how he votes. I just don't. I don't care. And I just don't. I just don't. 
I just want him to make good country music. And so I, I would rather listen to somebody like Jason Isbell, who I totally disagree with on, on everything, on, on a lot of things political-wise, but he's a damn good writer. And uh, it was kind of hilarious to watch the whole, uh, like the whole uh, Morgan Wallen thing. Uh, people were people were like didn't know who Jason Isbell was, and they're like, "Oh, it's oh, it's good to see Morgan Wallen putting out songs by unknown artists or, or or unknown writers." I'm like, "Fuck you, dude! Like, you don't do some fucking research and learn who some who real like who is a real country artist, who is a real artist, Jason Isbell." Is a is a real deal country artist. I don't give a shit. Like Morgan Wallen, he's great, but I mean, he's not my definition of like real country music. Like he's, it's great that he's popular, and it's great that he is putting out the stuff. And I definitely like supported him during like the cancel culture thing. But yeah, I mean. I'm not hating on the dude. I'm just saying I, I just don't want hip hop in my country and that's what he's doing. But, um, but also at the same time, there's people like Ernest who I have a hard time with um, because he was a hip hop artist like before he got into country music. But he put out this song recently. It was like a demo on his Instagram. I was like, this is fucking good. I can't remember the name of it, but this is fucking good. Um, but yeah, but yeah, man, um, there's so many artists out there, obviously, obviously Tyler Childers put out a new album and I, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it, man. It's, it's, there's, there's hip hop in there. There's like, there's like, um, you know, well, well, first of all, let me just see. It's like eight songs, right? It's like eight or nine songs with three different versions. And some of the songs are good, but I think a lot of people are disappointed at the fact that, you know, he's changed up his style. And I'm all for artists like changing up their style and experimenting, but this is a little bit. A little bit much. Um, I mean the the album is like two hours long, and it's like all the same songs over and over again. It's like the format is kind of confusing, especially on your phone. Like if you go on the desktop on Spotify, you can it says disc one, disc two, and disc three. Um, so that's a little bit easier to read. But if you if you're on your phone on Spotify, the, the, it's it just looks like the same song over and over again. And it's just kind of confusing to me a little bit. Um, and so, um, but like I said, I'm, I'm all in favor of like artists, like experimenting, but at the same time, like for example, like, you know, Zach Bryan or yeah, no, not Zach Bryan, Zach Brown, Zach Brown did that whole like fucking electronic phase where he did like, was it Sir Roosevelt or whatever it was? Um, and then he and then he did the owl, the owl, which was like fucking horrible. And then now he's he's realizing that oh fuck, I I'm a country singer. So he he's putting out songs with like Cody Johnson, and um, 
Marcus King and all these people. So I like that, you know, the comeback album is pretty good. That came out like the deluxe version came out last Friday and I like it. It has like James Taylor and Blake Shelton and it's, it's good. I mean, I like the collabs, um, pretty good stuff there, but, um, but yeah, like every artist goes through that, like, you know, where they go through and they just experiment a little bit and, you know, every, every, like even like Justin Moore, I posted a video about Justin Moore recently and he did like that pop shit, that pop album, which was his biggest. I think that that was the, that was the album that, uh, the ones that don't make it back home. And that was, that was his biggest song. I believe, I think, um, one of his biggest songs, maybe not, but it's, it was very popular. Um, I think every artist has to go through like a phase. Like every artist goes through these phases of like, I'm going to make this, you know, I'm going to make this album, you know? And like, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting, but it's, it's not my favorite Tyler Childers song um, or, or album. Uh, it, it's just like the production of it. It's just very weird. It, it makes you feel like you're high, like you're tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes you feel like you're like, you're on something when you're listening to it. And maybe that's the point, but that's, that's my reaction. Um, the production of it is really good. I mean, it's just different. And like I said, I like when artists experiment. I'm not, I'm not against that. I think that that's art, but the question is, isn't country music? It is. I mean, it's it's a it's a Tyler Childers project. A lot of people are upset. A lot of people are pissed off and disappointed. Like I even before this album, I knew this album was coming out. I saw on TikTok or maybe on YouTube somewhere. I think Country Cast covered it or something. Maybe or maybe it was on TikTok where um, people were going to Tyler Childers uh, concerts and they weren't. He wasn't playing any of his hits. He wasn't playing like um, Lady May or. White House Road, like, or like he wasn't playing any of it. He was playing like weird songs, and I, I guess he was playing this this album. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people are upset, you know. And then also a lot of people are upset at like the cost of it. It's like you know, what is it, like a hundred dollars for like the vinyl for like eight songs over and over again, um, different like remixes of the of the eight or nine songs or whatever's on there. A lot of people were like, you know, pissed off at that. Um, I mean, he's got to make some money somehow. I mean, you don't make money from the internet. You're like, you don't make money from streaming. And I don't know what kind of deal he has with, um, I guess, Sony or whatever he's signed to. Uh, I mean, you just don't, you just don't make that much off of streaming or, uh, but a lot of people were, were complaining about the album and that he got sober and it is, but I, I feel like every artist goes through this phase of like, of like, well, you like, you know, he's not, he's not contra anymore or he's not whatever. And I don't know. He, he, he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And there, it's kind of like that co-wetzel kind of fuck you thing. He's just going to do whatever he wants to do. And I, I kind of respect that and you either take it or leave it. And, uh, he may eventually go back to and do like a traditional country album again, but uh, this is like I like when artists, like I said, I like when artists venture out into other places 
besides the, you know, outside of the norm. You know, like last, a couple of years ago, the Cadillac 3 did a, uh, like a psychedelic rock album. And that was fucking, like, it was like Tabasco and Sweet Tea or something like that. And it was, it, that's, that album was fucking incredible because I grew up on, like, I didn't grow up listening to country music. I should have said that at the beginning, but I grew up listening to like classic rock and like early 2000s rock music. Uh, but I guess I did kind of grow up on country music because I, I, I remember listening like cross Canadian ragweed and Jason Bolin, like, but I didn't under, like, I didn't know that wasn't country music. I mean, it's country music, but like, it wasn't like Nashville's version. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I grew up listening to a little bit of country music, but I didn't like really get into the genre like all the way until like maybe seven or eight years ago, maybe longer than that. 10 years ago. I remember this. I, I, I remember finding Cody Jinx and I was like, this dude is fucking incredible. Like, and it was, it's, it's interesting to see. Like whenever I was listening to him, nobody really knew who he was. And then all of a sudden the rock started listening to him and promoting him and, uh, you know, Steve Austin, you know, uh, Stone Cold Austin and all these, all these people were like talking about him. And, um, that to me is fucking incredible. That to me is awesome. But, uh, I found, I found Cody Jinx and Sturgill around the same time. And then I think I found Tyler a couple years later, but, um, I never was like the biggest fan of Tyler. I kind of had to like get into it and like really understand like, okay, this is what he's about. This is who he is. Like, I didn't really like get it at first. It's kind of like Zach Bryan. Like I, I didn't really like get it. I didn't really get what he was doing at first. And then I was like, okay, this is good. I kind of had to like learn to like, okay, this is, this is country music. And even like Sturgill Simpson, like it was like one of the first, uh, ones, like the first people I found that was talking about like weed and stuff like that, like in country music. And I don't know, like growing up, I just thought country music, like that was like taboo to talk about, like, and then I realized that, oh yeah. Back in the day, Waylon and Johnny Cash did cocaine. So it's just like, like there was that story recently of like uh, Johnny Cash was um, making a uh, making breakfast with Waylon Jennings, and he wore a black suit, of course. Um, and he was making he was they were he had cocaine on the um, on his suit, and he was making breakfast. He was frying bacon with white. Anyway. I thought that that was interesting, but for the longest time I thought country music was like this clean cut, you know, we can't talk about this. We can't talk about that. But then I started realizing, oh, that's like the radio's version of country and like actual country music is like, yeah, we're going to get fucked up. We're going to do some shit and that's outlaw shit. And, you know, there's, there's been uh, this, you know, conversation over the years of like, you know, country Country musicians like Waylon Jennings, these outlaw people, these outlaw legends were more rock and roll than some of the rock and rollers back then because they knew how to fucking, they could, they could, 
do some damage to a hotel room or something. You know what I'm saying? So, and that to me, that to me is more appealing. Like that Co Wetzel. I'm not the biggest fan of his of his newest album. I I never really like. He's another guy that I just don't really understand why he's in like the Texas country genre. Like he's in the Texas country category. Um, kind of like the Giovanni and the Highway Guns or whatever their name is. Um, their music is incredible. Like Co's music is incredible. I can't deny. They're so fucking talented, both of those. And uh, what's that guy's Austin Mead? Austin Mead and um, there's a couple other guys that are like rock, rock. They're just rock. Uh, Kobe Cooper, I think, is another one. But um, um, they're great because I grew up on rock music. I, I grew up on early two thousands. They kind of are doing like the Hardy, um, kind of doing like the Austin Snail. Uh, that song, "Excuse the Mess." Um, I know I'm going all over the place, guys. I, I, I really apologize, but I have, like... It feels like I have, like, all these episode ideas or all these things to talk about, and I'm trying to fit it into one episode, and maybe that's not going to work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I may have to cut this into, like, two episodes or something. But I feel like I'm going all over the place, and this is going to be so hard to listen to. But, um... There's a time and a place for those... For, for a co Wetzel, like you know, it just depends what kind of mood I'm in. But I understand why that's that's appealing. But like that, um, excuse the mess song by uh, Austin Snail. I saw on TikTok that that went viral because, like, I don't know. There's certain songs out there. There's certain artists out there that just blow up. And you're, I, like, the first time I saw it was like Warren. Zeters, which he put on a new project this past week, and um, I'll talk about that here in a second. But when I first heard of him, I didn't know about this TikTok thing. I, I, I mean, I obviously knew what TikTok was, but I wasn't on TikTok a lot, and I didn't know, I didn't understand the the importance of TikTok or like the power of TikTok. What I mean by that is that. Warren Zeters has managed to have a massive fan base on TikTok. Same with this Austin Snail guy. I followed this Austin guy like a, like a few months ago because I heard Excuse the Mess. And that was what I was talking about earlier was like I find people and then I save it and I, I screenshot it or I save it in my notes and then I forget about it. And then I rediscover like the actual album or whatever they were they were. Like, I wish that, you know, whenever I see these sponsored ads or when I see these advertisements, it's not like, well, coming in like two months, here's a new album or coming in a week or two weeks. Because I, I, like music and social media and all that stuff, there's like a million artists out there releasing good music. Like, I cannot tell you what was on the playlist like two weeks ago. There's just so much music out there. And so, uh, but I, but I followed Austin Snail and I found that song like two or three months ago. And that's why I followed him. Cause that song, excuse the mess blew up on TikTok, and he was, and he tagged Co Wetzel. And that's so, a, that's such a Co Wetzel song. Um, but Austin, I, I can't wait to hear more of his stuff because that's such a fucking incredible song. Um, but the question is like, is it country? Yes and no, because it's like, 
you know, they're doing this like fuck the system thing. And it's just like, well, that's outlaw country. Like that's outlaw music. Like you can't get any more outlaw than, than like somebody like Co Wetzel or somebody like, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, same with this, 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 this Warren Zeters album that came out, which I can't post by the way. And I can't play on this podcast. Um, I, I thought I was going to play music on this podcast, but I think I'm just going to keep it just with that's how it is and then play music on this, the actual music that I post. So, um, with the Warren, the Warren Zeters album, he's on another level when it comes to, and, and this is what I was talking about. Whenever I first heard on the run by Warren Zeters, I just, I, I didn't know who he was. But, you know, you have these artists out there that they get fucking massive on TikTok and they release music and then the people over on TikTok, like they can have a million subscribers on TikTok and then they have like zero listeners on Spotify. They release their first single and, you know, I think that's the method now. That's the method of like, uh, you know, Austin Snail or Warren Zeters or any of these other guys on TikTok they do these cover songs or they just put their own stuff on there or they do covers or a mix of both and they put stuff on TikTok and they get traffic. They get like, they go viral instantly, it seems like. And then a few months down the road, they put out their first single and that's how they're able to get, it's, it's, it's a, it's a genius marketing thing. But when I've, when I first heard Warren Zeters on the run, I think that was the first song he put out. I was like, who is this guy? Like, who the fuck is this guy? He was getting like, he got like 100,000 screams in like 24 hours. And that's like, that's unheard of for like, it, I mean, there's artists out there that are assigned to major labels that can't even get that. And you have this Warren Zeters guy. He got like 100, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was like 100,000 streams i may be wrong but it was some massive number in 24 hours and it showed up on my new music friday playlist and i was like who is this guy and i started looking into him and i found his tiktok and he's i mean he's obviously you know a kind of annoying with his marketing i mean that that's kind of what he's known for but i guess in the world of social media you kind of have to do that totally understand with the algorithms and stuff but he goes over the top with it but there's several people that are involved with this album. Um, we have uh, Heavy Heavy Poor was a song written by Eric Dillon and also uh, Dirt Road Don't and also Southbound. And, and another song was written by Eric Dillon. If you don't know who Eric Dillon is, Eric Dillon is one of my favorite writers in Nashville right now. Um, it's E-R-I-K Dillon. Um, like Bob Dillon, but uh, Eric Dillon. Uh, but he's from Kansas, and he has written a lot of songs with uh, Riley Green. Uh, he wrote that song, There Was This Girl. I think that's the name of it, by Riley Green. And he wrote a song uh, for Luke Combs. I can't remember the name of it, but um, he's written a lot of songs with like a lot of people here recently. And occasionally I see him on... Um, he, wrote, uh, he wrote the title track for Ashlyn Craft. I think that's her name. Um, but he's just an incredible writer and his, his, his original stuff is like, is even better because it's, he can do whatever he wants and he can put out his own stuff. And, um, 
you know, in Nashville, you kind of have to write in a certain way, but it's very, it's very crazy because he's the only guy that I can kind of tell that, oh, this is his song like this. Cause I, I've, I've listened to his original stuff so much that I'm like, okay, this, this is him. And, um, you have to go listen to his to his independent stuff, his his his, his original work. He put um, he has a song with Luke Combs before Luke Combs was Luke Combs. I think it was like 2015 or 2016, something like that. But um, it's one of my favorite albums. I, I go back to occasionally, and there's certain albums out there that I go back to. I'm like, this is fucking. It never gets old, man. And he's one of those guys that just I I can't. It it never gets old. And so this album, I'm. I'm glad to see, you know, um, I mean, he did like four or five songs with, with Warren on, on this project. And, uh, and, uh, so just like the lyrics of it is different. It's witty in some places. Um, and you mix that with Warren's voice. It's just, it's just fucking incredible, dude. And so Eric Dillon is one of my favorite writers, hands down, hands down. So, uh, let's talk about John Fulbright for a second. John Fulbright is a guy here in Oklahoma. He's a he's a Blue Dirt artist, I guess, because his 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 record label is Blue Dirt Records. But uh, he's one of these guys here in Oklahoma that doesn't really get talked about. But he produced one of my favorite albums of all time, um, and it, it's actually not his album. It's actually American Aquarium. Um, uh, American Aquarium came to Oklahoma and recorded in Tulsa. And John Fulbright produced uh, Things Change album. And it, that's one of my favorite um, albums because anything Oklahoma related, I'm just a fucking fanboy over. I just love anything. Any artist from Oklahoma, some of them are not that great. You have some artists out there that, that want to ride the pop wave. And that's cool. That's cool. Do whatever you have to do. But then there's a lot of artists. Obviously, there's a huge Red Dirt scene um, in... Stillwater and you know places like that in Tulsa and and uh, there's there's so many artists here in Oklahoma man but uh uh where uh where work conquers all or work conquers all is uh one of my favorite American Aquarium songs and I just real I just figured out that he, that John Fulbright is is a producer on that like he produced that record and um one of my favorite albums. And so th this, this album is, is very good. If you like Americana folk, like red dirt stuff. Um, I put up social skills uh, today. I like the song paranoid heart. Um, it's one of his, the bigger songs on the album, the liar. Well, like those are my favorite songs, but, um, I'm just, I'm just reading the song titles from the playlist. And so those are, those are my favorite ones. So, um, but John is a is an artist that I I didn't grow up listening to. I just recently started listening to him. He's been around for a long, long time. Uh, he was on David Letterman back like ten years ago. I I just I just pulled up his Wikipedia earlier, and I didn't realize that oh he was on David Letterman like back in 2014. But he's one of those guys that I've always heard about, but I never really got into. Um, but uh. He's just a damn good artist and a, and a writer as well. So um, let's talk about Hardy for a second. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to Hardy. Um, 
he was in a bus accident recently and uh you know my heart goes out to the to everybody involved in the accident glad everybody's okay and wish everybody a speedy recovery but um the songwriting is next level with him obviously um i i wish i can't or I, um, I wish it wasn't blocked but i understand uh you know it's blocked for some reason uh and uh, I, I still understand, like, if you don't understand um, YouTube as a copyright thing, and some some things are, some videos are blocked, some songs I can't post. And some songs, there's a lot of songs out there, like this Jameson Rogers song is partially blocked, but in Russia. There's a bunch of, bunch of artists out there where their label is like, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, put this song out to, to all the Russians. Like... That's fine. I mean, I don't really see, like, does Russia have any country music fans? I mean, I have people from all over the world in this channel. Like, there was somebody from Jamaica commented recently, and I was like, that's interesting. But I was like, there's certain countries that I just don't see, like, they're big country music fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't really think it really matters, really. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, yeah, Hardy Hardy is blocked. But that song Jack is um, it's clever. Um, but I think my favorite song that he did recently is obviously the girl in the truck uh, or wait in the truck, wait in the truck, and uh, with Laney Wilson. And um, you know, female artists out there. That's why I post a lot of female artists is because I I, I don't think they get a lot of radio play. I mean, like, like the good ones. And I was very surprised to hear Wait in the Truck the other day on my local station. I was like, oh, they're actually playing something that's good for once. I mean, even though it's, like, on the popular side, like, it's it's still, you know, hardy. But I can, I can handle, I can handle good songwriting if, if, if the song is like a little bit of poppy, I can handle like the songwriting has to be next level and Hardy's songwriting is absolutely next level. And so I, I, I thought I would cover that. Uh, speaking of female artists out there, let's talk about Ashley McBride for a second. Uh, this Lindyville project, uh, this was inspired by, um, Michael. I think his name is Michael Lindy. And there's a podcast that I put up on my community tab here on YouTube. And he's a, he was a songwriter that wrote, um, uh, let me see, let me uh, pull this up here. Welcome. Michael Lindy. He's a songwriter that wrote a bunch of stuff back in the nineties, I believe. Let's see here. Uh, why didn't I have this pulled up here? Songwriter. Dennis Lindy. My bad. Dennis Lindy. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking of, I guess I kind of put Michael, Michael in, but, uh, Dennis Lindy wrote Burning Love for Elvis. So he is a lot older than I thought. And he passed away in 2006, but this is like a tribute to him. Basically he wrote, um, What's another song that uh, Bubba shot the jukebox? I knew it had to be. I knew he wrote some '90s hits. He wrote uh, "Call Him Baton Rouge" for Garth Brooks, "John Deere Green," "John Diffie," "Goodbye Earl." 
the chicks, Dick, Dixie Chicks. Um, yeah, he's written some stuff for Don Williams, written some stuff for uh, Mark Chestnut. Uh, I just, anyway, so this is a this is a tribute to 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 him, and it, it's Welcome to Lindyville. And I gotta say, the songwriting on this is fucking incredible. They worked with uh, uh, she worked with Patty uh, Pillbox Patty, which her name is Nicolet Hayford. I posted a pillbox a, a pillbox Patty song. Um. Whatever that song, her newest song that came out was talking about uh, sex, drugs, and love, eat, pray, and drugs. Or what is that song name? Eat, eat, pray, drugs, and that got a little bit. That got way more positive response than I thought it would. I'm trying to post stuff that's like out of the norm, and I think people like that. But uh, Ashley worked with Pillbox Patty, a.k.a. Nicolette Hayford, and uh, Brantley Clark, and Benji Davis, which he did that song, Gospel Night, at the Strip Club. And it's a very interesting song. It's, it's just a very, I, I don't know. It's, it's, you, you don't want to, like, uh, you don't hear that stuff on the radio. And this, this, con this album... Don't listen to just one single. Go to the actual album and listen to it front to back. She, like they do these little commercials, like um, these little uh, advertisements. It sounds like you're listening to the radio. And like these little advertisements for like the pawn shop or for like the funeral home or uh, for the diner. Uh, let me just play one of them. Let me just play, like play this one here. So, and it was also produced by John Osborne uh, of the Brothers Osborne, and they did a song with Brothers Osborne as well. It's it's just, I mean, Ashley McBride is her last project that she put out was I I just fell in love with it. There's several songs on there that I just uh, I just think there's something. There's a lot of artists out there that a lot of female artists are just so badass, and she's one of them. You know, a lot of female artists out there get overlooked. And I, I don't know why, because they can, they can write some fucking incredible songs. Like Sonny Sweeney, Cat uh, Hastley. Um, there's this artist here in Oklahoma that I recently found um, a few years ago, and then I rediscovered her uh, when she put her album out, Guardian. Uh, Raglan, fucking badass, dude. Did a song with Sonny Sweeney, and then she did a song called... Uh, what Happened Mama and Couch Surfing. And then there's a song at the end that really got my attention. It's called Guns in the House. And a uh, very depressing, dark song about, like, her struggle with, like, you know, depression. And, and uh, you know, you can probably figure out. You just go listen to the song. But basically, she's like, I, I can't keep guns in the house because... I'm afraid of what might happen if I do that. Like it's it's very dark, and there's there's so many people out there that can probably re like relate to that. And 
it's just a very dark, depressing song. But she's from she's from Pryor, Oklahoma, and she lives in Tahlequah. And this album, this latest album that was released last month, Guardian, was produced by the Turnpike Troubadours uh, steel player, uh, Hank Early. And uh, it is so fucking good, dude. Uh, it's and uh, I I'm kind of disappointed that that the those songs that I posted of hers didn't go as far as I wanted it to on the channel. But go check out that album. Go check out go check out people like Sonny Sweeney. Go check out Nikki Lane. Go check out um, uh, Caroline Kid. Uh, uh, um, um, who else? Laney Wilson, Haley Witters, like those are the big names, but uh, there's so many female artists out there that get overlooked, and it's 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 sad, dude. It's a it's a sad thing. There's another artist out of I think she's from New Mexico, but she lives in Texas, Bree Baglin, or I'm sorry, Bree Bagwell. Um, she put out a song called Table Manners, and that that whole album is fucking incredible, dude. It is absolutely badass dude go go check out brie bagwell there is let's see here grace lear grace lear is another artist that i just um thought was very interesting because she was on american idol um a couple years ago and she's from california but she has this like go check out her audition um i don't know i don't know if she won or not but th i think I think she made it to like the final whatever i i, I don't know yet, honestly but she was on american idol a couple years ago that's all that's all i know and usually you know whenever these artists are on american idol they kind of stick to like the pop side or they're on any show like that the voice or america's got talent they kind of stick to that pop stuff and um grace lear is another female artist that i just kind of just like, oh, this is interesting. This is good. This is good music. She covered a Dwight Yoakam song, which is really good. A Thousand Miles from Nowhere. Um, there's another artist, another female artist. Let's see. Melissa uh, Carper put out a new song, Ramblin' Soul, recently. It's, it's something out of the 50s. It's so fucking good, dude. Just go check it out. Uh, Emily Emily Ninny, Can Chaser was a really good song as well, and On the Ranch. Bella White is another fucking incredible artist out there. Um, so there's just a handful of probably missing a million. Um, Stephanie Joyce, she did a song about Tulsa. Oh, Katie Hofferman, Katie Offerman, uh, like Nick Offerman, but. Katie Offerman. She wrote this song called I, I, I don't know if she wrote it, but she did a song called Get a Dog. I thought that that was fucking hilarious. She was talking about um, if you want a bone, get a dog. You know, like, if you want to have, like, you can call her a bitch and she won't mind. You know, like, get a dog. I, I just thought that was hilarious. There's certain songs out there that that kind of get overlooked that from female artists that are fucking badass. Um, so I kind of want to talk about that because I think that there's not a lot of people out there that are talking about these female artists. And I think that they're 
doing some incredible work when it comes to country, like, you know, like that, 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 um, uh, get a dog song is just fucking hilarious. And it's, it, you know, some of the lyrics, uh, some of the writing, the songwriting is just way more real and raw and, uh, you know, it's just good, man. It's just good. Um, let's just see here. Uh, so the, the new music that came out, let's, let's talk about, speaking of Tulsa, um, let's talk about this album. Uh, what is it called here? What the, what the fuck is this called? I just, it, it has Evan Felker from the Turnback Troubadours. I posted it. What is it called? Oh, Dropkick Murphy. So Dropkick Murphy's, um, it's a very interesting concept because they, they took, um, Woody Guthrie's lyrics, uh, unused Woody Guthrie lyrics from the, his songwriting days, um, that he wrote like, you know, whenever he was alive and, um, they <clears throat> made this album and they are a Celtic punk rock band from Boston and they came to Tulsa and they recorded that album at the old church studio in Tulsa, which is, it's a legendary studio in Tulsa that they recorded. Um, lot, a lot of legendary artists came through there and, and um, recorded stuff there. But that album is fascinating. It has Nicky Lane in it. It has Woody Guthrie. They kind of mixed Woody Guthrie into one of the, like the last song on the record, they mixed um, him with, with Dropkick Murphys and they made a song together. It's fascinating. It's a very interesting record. It's very political. I mean, the album is called, um, what is it called? It's something about fascist, something about, uh, let's kill all the fascists or something. The machine still kills fascists. It's very political. Um, I posted the last one with Evan Felker. It's, it's a little bit more, it's kind of like Americana type folk type. It's very, it's good. I, I like it. It's, it's, I, I can't wait for the Turnpike Troubadours to release some more stuff. It kind of gave me a taste of, 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 uh, the Turnpike. And that's one of the good things about the last couple of years. I kind of had a little bit more time to dive into music a little bit more and, uh, not only just producing my own stuff, but listening to Turnpike, listening to, you know, these legendary artists that are in the red dirt world. I started listening to them way more and finding people like like Adam Hood or 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 Eric Eric, Eric Dillon. Um Adam Hood put out a new album recently and he's another one of those guys that um he's a very 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 talented songwriter. He's written songs with um he wrote a song um with Chris Stapleton for Little Big Town called Front front porch thing um but his original stuff um is way better kind of like eric dylan um but it's just so good adam adam hood is one of my favorite artists and he's kind of like in that texas country world but um he's from alabama but i don't I don't really care where they're from. As long as they make kick-ass music, it's just so fucking good, dude. Yeah, man. Like, I feel like I'm just going to spend like the whole podcast just talking about artists that I already posted. But I guess I'll say 
Um, go check out the artists that I post and go check out the playlist on Spotify. And uh, this, is, this is a little taste of a podcast. If you want to see more episodes, um, I eventually want to do video, uh, video episodes, but um, I'll just stick to audio for now. Um, but go check out, go check out the artists that I post. There's so many great artists out there and why I do what I do put out music is the radio is not going to do that job. Like the radio is not going to play somebody like Kendall Marvel, which Kendall Marvel, let's talk about him for a second. Um, is it's another one of my favorite albums recently. Um, it was produced. Well, I, I don't know about this album, but his other albums was produced by Dan Auerbach or whatever his name is. He's from the Black Keys, and he produced Hank Jr.'s newest album. He has a studio in Nashville, Easy Eye Sound. He and Hank um, Jr. was on the Bobby Bones show recently, like a few months ago, like six months ago or four months ago or something like that. Um, and it was a very interesting because Hank, Hank Williams Jr. in Hank fashion, he just fucking walked off the Bobby Bones show. I don't know if anybody saw that. I think it went viral, pretty viral uh, at the time. But um, Dan Auerbach is, he was on Joe Rogan, him and um, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but the, the other member of the Black Keys. I've always been a, such a big fucking fan of the Black Keys and it made total, I mean, I always knew that they were like bluesy. That's why I love them. Um I mean, I remember listening to them back in the day when they had that song Set Them Free or Set Them Free or whatever it's called. I fucking love that song, dude, and that whole album. And I fucking love stuff like that. And that's why I love, like, Marcus King and, you know, that blues stuff that that just, there's, I don't know, it just depends what mood I'm in. There's, there's some times where I just get into that stuff, that market, that, like, the new Marcus King record is so fucking good. But this, this, but this Kendall Marvel He's been a songwriter with Chris Stapleton um, over the years. And he wrote, uh, let me see what he wrote for Chris Stapleton, Kendall Marvel. He wrote a song for Chris Stapleton a couple years ago that was really big. Uh, He wrote Either Way, Either Way by Chris Stapleton. But he's written a lot of songs for Gary Allen, George Strait, Jake Owen. Um, But he... This was produced with Dan Auerbach, and Off My Mind is one of my favorite songs, and it was written by Dan and Kenville. Um, but that whole album is just fucking incredible. It just, it, somebody commented, it, it sounds like Waylon. It's, and it, it just fucking drives me up a wall that country radio is not going to touch these guys. Like, it just, that's why, like, I like I want to make these guys famous. I want to put, like, I want to shout to the rooftops, like, you need to listen to this guy. Like, this guy is fucking, or you need to listen to this to this badass chick who's making badass country music. Like, there's people like that that I, I just can't get over the fact that they're not going to play like a Sonny Sweeney or they're not going to play like a, like a Josh Moley. Melloy. I think I just butchered his last name. I I apologize, but he's another badass artist that just put out a new EP and it's fucking incredible. The road, the road is fucking incredible, dude. Um, and so uh, Chris Canterbury, um, I'm reading from the playlist of last week, nine twenty three. Um, 
Dan Canyberry is another artist that is just fucking incredible. Talking about just real life struggles. One of the song titles is Back on the Pills, <clears throat> Over the Line. Talking about being on the road. Talking about giving up hope. Like it's real issues that real people go through and people can relate to. Um, there's another artist out there that I found interesting that BB uh, Palmer. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a, uh, it's very like Hindu Buddha. It's like a Buddha or Hindu country. I would call it Hindu because the, the album is, uh, charisma. What is it called? Charisma country gold, but it's like Hindu country. It's very like hippie infused. It's very infused with like Hinduism. It's very weird. It's very inter and that that to me is very in interesting. Like I'm not, I don't believe in that, but it's just like I think it's very interesting. So, so BD Palmer is another artist that I recently found that I thought is very fascinating. Uh, let's see, uh, Sequoia. Let's talk about Sequoia Newland. Um, he's an artist that, <clears throat> according to his Spotify, he was in the military. First time he picked up a guitar was in 2015, whenever he was stationed overseas in Japan. Um, and he's from Kansas City. And the first, the first time I heard, the first time I saw his name, and I saw the name, I saw something about Japan. I was like, this guy is from Japan, and he. So I didn't even listen to it, because I thought that that's like I, <clears throat> like I'm all for like artists across the world. Like there's so many great artists like from other countries. Like obviously like, Canada has a bunch of them, but I'm talking about Australia. There's a lot of artists from Australia that I like that I checked out that I found from England. From uh, there was this artist from the Netherlands. Uh, it, uh, his name is uh, uh, Jesper. Jesper Lindell. He's from the Netherlands. He sounds like he sounds like um <clears throat> he sounds like more Americana, more like the band. Like there's a there's a there's a band from the seventies called the band, and they're more Americana style. And it's, it sounds like like that, but I love it. And it's it's very interesting to me that a guy from I think he was from the Netherlands or Norway or some somewhere. Somewhere it was either the Norway or the Netherlands or no no Sweden it was so it was some somewhere <laughs> somewhere across the pond. Uh, it's very it's very interesting to me that somebody from another country can do Americana music. Um, but when I first heard this Sequoia guy, or when I first saw the name, I was like, yeah, is he from another country? Because, or I thought he was an Indian. I thought he was an Indian guy. <clears throat> so that's 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 what I originally thought, but uh, but I but I love that song, dude. That song Sequoia by Sequoia. It's uh, just a badass song. Uh, there's a couple artists from Oklahoma that I want to give a shout out to. Um, there's T.J. Wicks. He's from uh, Stillwater, I believe, and also Avery Sinek. He's from Stillwater. And, uh, let's see what else. I have a couple more things I want to talk about and then I'll get off. Speaking of the band, uh, there's an artist called, uh, Town Mountain. 
and they wrote or they put out a let me see if they put out their album yet uh no they still have an ep out called comeback kid but they have a song on there called leaves or lines in the levee and it's heavily influenced by the band it sounds exactly like the band um i thought it was a band cover but it's not it's original song but it's it sounds either their website or one of the the places where they sell their music online it's heavily influenced it says it's heavily influenced by the band and artists like that like americana there's another artist out there uh grayson jenkins uh called uh little things and i i love the uh he covered tulsa time and then in the song little things that he wrote he did with abby uh, hamilton he 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 mentioned don williams and i just thought that that was that was in it took me a a few times of listening to the album or listening to the the single to figure out oh he 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 mentioned don williams in the lyrics and then he covered tulsa uh at tulsa time i thought that was pretty interesting there's another artist out there uh callan beasley he is fucking incredible i posted a lot of his songs recently go check him out um yeah man i that's about it man like there's so many i can be here for two hours but i appreciate everybody out there for checking out this podcast uh give it a rating on itunes uh tell me what you want to see different do you want to see artists interviews um on my other podcast i did an interview with um i did an interview with uh cody tyler he is an artist out of pennsylvania he put out an album back in may um and it is fucking incredible so go check out that interview and go check out that album if it and if you're in the pennsylvania area i believe he's doing shows uh go to i think it's codytylermusic.com and go check that out there is another artist here um in oklahoma his name is tyler wilhelm and he's like one of the he, he, he's kind of like josh Malloy, um, he's kind of like an overlooked red dirt. Even though Josh is is getting the recognition he deserves, Tyler Wilhelm is fucking incredible dude uh, too. He, I, I posted that song. I posted that song, uh, Dylan's song, and it's from his album that he put out in May or he put out in July, I think, or June or somewhere uh, in there. But some somewhere a few months ago, he put out an album, and uh, I'm just not getting into it. Um, but there's so much good music out there and I hope that I'm able to filter through all the bullshit to give you the good shit. And, uh, that's, that, that's kind of the goal here, man. Uh, I appreciate everybody out there for listening and there's a phone number in the description of every video. Uh, you can text, uh, artists or you can ask a question for the podcast or whatever you want to do. You can send stuff. Uh, it's not my personal number, uh, so if you call it, you're not going to get me. So I would never put my personal phone number on the internet full of where millions of people or thousands of people can see the, the number. But um, if you're going to request an artist, um, make sure I haven't posted it yet. That's, that was a problem. And I, I appreciate you guys supporting Clay Airy. That song, Only One, I think it was... Yeah, only one. Uh, I got like 10 requests from that for that song, 
which is a good thing. Like, I appreciate you supporting Oklahoma artists. I think that that's great. That's fantastic. There's so many great Oklahoma artists that I didn't even talk about in this episode that are just great and fantastic. Um, but make sure I didn't, because I posted that song, and then people started, like, sending me, hey, post the song. I was like, I posted already. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, I appreciate you, like, but just make sure I didn't post it first. Um, that's all I ask. Yeah, man, I'm doing the best I can. Like I said, there was an artist recently, a few days ago, that got pissed off at me for posting one of their songs. And the, I probably should change up the system, how I do things. I just post their song. And nine times out of ten, people, like, these artists are cool with it. Because, like I said, I try to find artists that are independent, that need promotion. And I don't, I don't charge them anything. It's, it's free promotion. But the, 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 but the catch is I have to like their stuff. I have to like their music. If it's if I don't like it, I'm not. I don't care who you are. I am not. I'm not going to put your stuff up. But nine times out of ten, m most of the time, people are cool with it, um, because on the back end, they claim the 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 video anyway, and so they can put ads on and they can make money that way. So I don't really understand why that that guy that won't be named. You can figure it out on my community tab, but um, you know. He has a legal right to want to, and I appreciate him for giving me, instead of just like taking it down, like what artists usually do is they just like take your shit, like take the, 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 the song down and give you a strike. And he was cool about it. Um, but he, you know, he's another badass guy. He's a fucking outlaw dude. And he's fucking incredible. Um, but anyway. That's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Give me your thoughts in the comments below. I hope you guys have a great Monday and a great week. Thanks.